Greetings, Carl here. So I'm surprised, I, I, I shouldn't be, but I'm surprised at how much of my behavior is driven around finding the next hit of dopamine. It's really fascinating, actually. Um, when you're a hunter, right, and a, a, a modern-day to me, I'm just a modern-day idea hunter. I'm constantly hunting for ideas. That's what I do for work, is I hunt for ideas. But in order for these ideas to be useful, there has to be some deep thought around them and you know, some consideration of the nuance and different angles and all of that work that goes into making something, taking some complex idea and making it simple, that's a bunch of hard, as Cal Newport would call it, like that's a bunch of hard, deep work. And so many of us are that jaw. Like if we were, you know, if this was the old, old days, we would have been hunters, scanning the landscape continually, looking for movement in the bushes, right? So now we're just looking for new and novel. New, the hunt for new and novel. Right now, the dilemma is that the bushes are always moving. <laughs> There's a never ending supply of stuff that looks new and novel. And it might be. And you know, every thousandth hit turns out to be new and novel. And it's variable. So it's not every thousandth. Sometimes it's the second one. Sometimes it's the 27th one. And sometimes it's the 257th one. You never know. That's part of the, that's part of the sort of the design of these, these sort of dopamine pellet machines called Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and even the news now. Right? So that's part of this dilemma is if I'm not careful, and again, I'm just talking about myself, like I don't, this may or may not be your experience, but if I as a human being am not careful, I can find myself tricked into thinking that every time the bush moves, there might be something worth checking out in there, right? There might be something worth hunting. Every shiny thing that goes past might be worth investigating. And since there's a never-ending stream of shiny things, I can continually be on a dopamine hunt continually be on a dopamine hunt. And that causes all sorts of problems, right? All sorts of, well, most importantly, well, I don't know if it's most importantly, but namely, you get no work done. You get no work done. And so I'm actively engaged in noticing that behavior and trying to do it in a non-judgmental way, just simply noticing it. And one thing I'm noticing, this is, this is sort of the scenario for me, what happens. I've got a task. The task is a creative assignment, right? Like I need to sit down and write. And I don't believe in waiting for inspiration. But there's a whole other thing at work here. And that is like, just being flat out too tired from your dopamine hunts and the rewiring of the brain to focus in 30 second spurts instead of you know 25 minute 45 minute 90 minute spurts that's a real thing that's a real thing so i sit down 
to do some important creative work, particularly let's, let's just call it writing. I've got to get something written. And you inevitably bump up against the hard part, right? You've got to work out a problem, some nuance. You're trying to say something. You're not, oh, it's not coming to you right. And, 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 and it's that struggle that makes art, right? That's the very struggle that you sign up for. It's, it's, it's what makes something good, and and even if it doesn't, it's the job. It's my job. My job is to keep writing even when that struggle happens. But now, boom, there's another option. What's going on over in the dopamine machine? Right? What's going on over there? I should go check that out. I should go check out that out. And so I'm just trying to pay more attention, noticing it more. Like, oh, isn't that interesting? And I love Jim Collins. The way Jim Collins, I heard him describe it once where he used to keep a book, a little notebook, like a little spiral, spiral, um, spiral bound notebook in his pocket, small one. And he would label the front, the bug called Jim. And he would just observe himself in a non-judgmental way. Like, oh, isn't it interesting? The bug gets, the bug gets angry more frequently when he's hungry. <laughs> right? So it, it, in this case, I love that. I love like separating. So in sort of a no shame way, non-judgmental way, separating myself from my own behavior and saying, isn't that interesting? When I bump up against a creatively challenging problem, it's so easy now to just go hit the dopamine machine. That's interesting. And I'm trying to pay more attention to that. And then of course, you know, build in a few little defensive mechanisms. And by defense, I just think, playing defense around behavior change to me it's long term it's a losing game but short term it re- it can really provide all i think of defense as is is providing a little bit of space between the stimulus and the response so if i'm in that scenario and i bump up against some create you know this creative challenge which is awesome it's what i signed up for this is great i'm digging into something and i have the thought like i wonder what's going on in the dopamine machine and i go to check it Right now, you know, if, if, if without some guardrails in place, the stimulus can happen and the re- response can happen immediately. There's no space, like within a second, like literally, like whatever. Just what is it? Shift tab or whatever. I can be on on the dopamine machine. Um, so to me, defensive mechanisms just provide a little more space there. So something like. You know, having one of those Chrome extensions that shuts Twitter off. You know, there's Chrome extensions, and I I think the one that I use is called Stay Focused, that you can set it up so that you only get, you know, you get one second a day on certain days. You know, you can set it up so you get no seconds, I think, but I know you can, yeah, you can set it up so it blocks completely on certain days. Or during certain days, during certain hours. And there's a bunch of those without getting into the tech, without getting into details about those, there's a bunch of those tools out there, but they're, they're sort of the, the defensive mechanism there is to provide a little bit of space between the stimulus and the response to give you a chance. Let me give you another example. Um, and this was pointed out from my friend on Twitter, Key Hay. Um, Key pointed out to me uh, on Twitter that if one thing you can do with your, your phone, if your phone is the dopamine machine, which for so many of us it is, instead of having face recognition on your phone or finger recognition, you can disable both of those and make it, uh, he suggested an eight or 12 digit password. 
And I went to go set that up and I realized I could make it a pass phrase, right? So you could do something that requires you to type it in, something like, um, should, shouldn't you be working, question mark, could be your phrase to log into your phone. Um, got work, bro. <laughs> work much, question mark. Um, dopamine, you know, like, like it could be really, are you sure? Question mark. Like it could be a really, it could be a phrase that you type in. And as you're typing it in, the hope is that just gives you a little bit of space to go. It's not going to work all the time. That's fine. It's fine. Like again, non-judgmental word, but it just gives you a little bit of space to think like to, to insert some, some intention around it, like Cal Newport would, would say, like, none of these tools are inherently, well, there's some argument about whether or not some of these tools are inherently evil. But, but for a minute, let's just assume none of them are inherently evil. They're specific tools. And the, 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 these defensive mechanisms, sort of observation, and these guardrails I'm describing, like the phone or the one on the computer, those act as stimulus or space between the stimulus and the response to insert a little bit intention for you just to ask her, Hey, are you sure this is what you want to be doing right now? Right? Oh, geez. Having said all that, knowing (laughs) is different than doing. Knowledge is different than wisdom. But I guess, and many of you will be too young to recognize this this reference, but like G.I. Joe, the cartoon G.I. Joe used to say, knowing is half the battle. So just starting to pay attention to this continual hunt for dopamine. And, and I know so many of you are like me, like I know, I'm not saying you have the same problem. You probably don't. I'm probably preaching the choir, but, but I know many of you are like me in at least one way, like you're always looking for new and novel ideas. It's part of what makes you awesome. It's part of what makes the work you're doing is changing the world. Like, it's amazing. We never want to lose that. But being intentional and disciplined about it does not mean losing it. And so that's part of the journey I'm on with real intention lately. I'm not, I actually don't feel like I'm getting much better at it yet, um, but I'm becoming increasingly aware and my awareness has lost a bit of its charge. It used to be real, um, real, uh, you know, like the self-talk was so negative. Like, oh, you stupid Carl, can't you just focus? That's really lost its charge, which is a good sign to me. And now it's starting to show up like, isn't that interesting? And now I'm even starting to realize like, maybe that, that feeling that I need to go hunt for dopamine is actually a sign that I need to break. Now, I'm not talking about bumping up against a creative challenge as a sign that I need to take a break, but that might be true too. Like, either way, when I feel the need to do that thing, go hit the dopamine machine, maybe instead of, I know that if I'm going to either hit the dopamine machine or take a walk outside, I know which one's better. Right? And starting to try and make those decisions, you know, can I make that decision one more time tomorrow than I did the day before? I just one by one by one. So hope that's helpful. If you've got any suggestions um, for me or for the other listeners here, send them to me and I'll cover them in another show. The email address as always is hello at behaviorgap.com. I read every one of those. I've seen your emails. I've replied to everyone. Um, hello at behaviorgap.com. And for my, 
My friends outside the United States, behavior is spelled the American way without a U. Behaviorgap.com. Thanks.